Hi everyone and welcome to Nail Talk with Natasha, the show where we talk with the world's top nail technicians and industry experts who share their successes, mistakes and tips to help you smash your nail goals. Today, I'm joined by Natalie Stock. She's a nail technician based in South London, UK. She specializes in hard gel and gel polish, and she's a CND master painter. Welcome, Natalie. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. No, thanks so much for joining. So why not tell our listeners a little bit about you and your journey to where we are today? So I'm 39. I only, I'm quite a baby in the nail industry, really. I've only been doing it since 2017, oh, um, wow. so not very long. I used to um, work as a specialist complaint handler for private banking for RBS. Um, oh, really? And, yeah. I thought I loved that job. <laughs> yeah. When I was doing it, I did, I mean, it obviously it had its bad sides, um, but I did totally, totally love it. Um, and then I got really poorly and I had to, I couldn't work anymore. Oh, um, so I took about three, three, three to four years off, um, just to focus on my health. And then I started doing a little part-time job, um, just an admin job, something quite simple. Um, and then I decided I had some money that my parents had given me. Um, to put towards driving lessons because yes I'm 39 and I still don't drive um, <laughs> but London I don't think you need like because where you're based in London so in yeah. London UK like I think UK the roads are small anyway and with London it's so busy like you can get about so easily on the train yeah. and on the bus and stuff so it's not, yeah it's not hard to get about I mean it would mm. be nice but, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I decided one day like you I just love doing my nails so I used to do mine and my mum's nails um, and I just said, oh, it'd be really nice to have the proper stuff and know how to properly do it and make it last. Mm. Um, so I said to my parents, can I use that money to do a nail course? And they were like, yeah, you, you know, we thought you probably spent it already anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> they know me. Uh, so I booked on um, a shellac beginners course um with the cnd academy in kent which is now called um the business of salons academy um and yeah it i never planned to start a business um my educator she's called Gemma smith oh god she's a little rocket i tell you what <laughs> she is so inspiring um that after I, it was a two-day course after I'd done the first day, I knew I wanted to start a business and I wanted to do this. Oh. So, yeah, that, that's how it all all got going, really. Oh, great. So what you, you mentioned your educator. How was how how was your experience on on the course? How did that go down? Was you quite nervous? I was I was nervous. Um, it, yeah, as I said, it was a two day course and then you had to have a model for day two and where I it's like an hour's drive from my house where I went and they don't need the model for the whole day mm. so I couldn't sort of take like say my mum or anyone like that um so I had a model they provided so that was even more nervous oh um, yeah <laughs> 
but yeah, I was I was super nervous. There was, and to be honest, I hadn't really thought about. I hadn't thought about the other people that would be on the course. Mm. I, it didn't even enter my head. I was just like with my own nerves. Um, I didn't think about other people. <laughs> and like when I got there, I was like, oh, these girls are really like, you know, polished. And I was like, damn, I'm just sort of sitting here. And like, <laughs> I was like, gosh, yeah, really, this is the beauty industry, isn't it? Um, so I didn't, I didn't even consider that. I was super nervous. But I mean, after being in there for about 10 minutes, like, Gemma just put us at ease so much. Oh, that's um, good. She just she did, she made like learning such a pleasure. Mm. And I think it was it was more her passion and enthusiasm for the brand and what she does that made me want to do it as well. Yeah. 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 I feel like I think being like when you go and learn for me personally learning is I'm, I'm very much all about like the person that's teaching me so if I connect yeah. with them and I feel like they're being really genuine and they're knowledgeable that's going to want to make me kind of listen and learn want to learn more from them um 100%. so I think yeah I that sounds great I'm, that sounds like a really great experience it is you the educators are everything mm. um I've been on a few courses now and I've had a couple of bad experiences and it makes me so grateful for the experience, the good experiences that I've had, because I kind of think if I'd have gone on a course and had that kind of bad experience, but I might not have known it was bad at that time if yeah. I was brand new Yeah. and then went home, I don't, to be honest, I don't think I would have started a business and I probably wouldn't feel confident um, to work on clients. Yeah. What are the things that you look for when you're looking at um, courses and looking at like learning more? What, what would you, do you say would be kind of things to look out for? So you definitely, obviously, if, you, if you're doing so, I'm privately educated, as they would say, so I've trained with brands as opposed to doing your MVQ in beauty therapy. Um, so I think, you know, you've got to look at the brand. You've got to look where the products are made, mm. um, their history. You know, how long have they been doing this? Where in the market are they? Um, in terms of an educator, you... You definitely want to see them having like an active profile online mm. um, to see that they're giving that support to their students because it doesn't end when you walk out of the classroom. Yeah, and, and it never should. Um, I'm I constantly get support now more from uh, my educator's mum because my educator's <laughs> um, left. <laughs> she's she's living somewhere else now. Um, but they're, you know, they're all part of the same company, mm. um, and they just—you just got to make sure that they're passionate. Yeah. And I think you can easily tell that on social media if they're passionate or not. And if they're passionate about what they do and what brands they're using, it really says a lot. 
So you're currently, as you said, you've said you've been privately trained. Are yeah. you working in a salon? Are you mobile at the moment? Um, so I work from home. Um, I've always worked from home from the beginning. Like I think where I went on the course and it wasn't a plan to start a business. And then with my health, um, I thought, you know, I was chatting to my mum and buzzing with my partner and, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is so good. And, you know, they were like, do it, do it as a business. And, you know, you make it fit around what you're capable of um, and, and, you know, how you want it to be. So, yeah, I literally and people like I literally live in a one bedroom flat. And there's, there's actually three of us here at the moment. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There were, at, when I started, there was only two. Um, but my stepdaughter lives with us now. And I still manage to run my business. Like, sometimes people go, oh, I haven't got the space or I haven't got this or that. Mm-mm. But I think if you want it, you will make it work. Um, yeah, I literally work from my living room. Oh, um, A little great. corner of yeah. my living room. Yeah. Um, very professional, you know everything proper and people are often quite shocked that you know you're not on a dining room table like you know all all the rest of it um I say they're always pleasantly surprised but yeah for me working from home really works for me Mm. um and I think that's important when you're thinking about your career to think about well actually what is best going to fit into your lifestyle yeah um there's no point if you're going to start running your own business you don't want to make things hard for yourself, you know, if you're limited or if you're financially limited or, yeah. you know, because going, say, renting a table in a salon, you know, there's a lot of pressure to to earn a certain amount doing that. And extra pressures when you're starting a business, it's just stuff that you don't need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. How have you handled difficult clients with working from home? Um, I've probably only had one difficult client, um, and it, she didn't make it difficult until after she'd left. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. A little bit. I've never had, um, a confrontation situation Mm. happen. Mm. Um, and I think when people are coming into your home, it's not like if I was working in, in a salon, like we've got to get on yeah Um, you know you find people and it'll be a bit a little bit awkward and they won't come back because you don't you don't gel yeah you know if you're sitting with someone for an hour or two hours or you know whatever you need to at least have a little bit of rapport yeah um but I find that people that more sort out like independent um nail technicians they're wanting more of a um, experience yeah. than, than just going into the shop, not talking to someone for an hour and leaving. They want a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more attention, kind of a bit more personable. Yeah. One on one. to talk to. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. A lot of things get said over the nail desk. Yeah, I can imagine. Especially, I think, <laughs> as what people are probably going to be more comfortable to open up when it's in a nice, homey kind of surroundings. Yeah. And you come across so lovely. Like, 
like you 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 literally oh, you. yeah no and so i mean i i would be quite happy to tell you all my secrets <laughs> <laughs> over while you're getting tired in my nails <laughs> so i can only imagine what how other people are so yeah no I, I completely get that which is quite nice actually um so what would you say has been your biggest success so far oh it's a hard question isn't it um I'm really, really proud when I did my CND Master Painter qualification. Mm. Really proud. Um, and I've also had a few of my designs um, put onto stamping plates. Um, oh, great. By a company called Yours Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. They did like um, a, well, not really a competition, but you um, put in your designs for like their Christmas plate mm -hmm. and then they pick out the elements like from all different nail techs um, and, and put them on a plate and you get to make like a little tutorial which they put on their page. Yeah. Um, so yeah, them, them two is definitely the best, yeah, the best moments for me. They sound like really great accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> go, go you. That's great. That's amazing. It must be nice to see your work kind of being promoted by others. Um, and it's it's nice validation for you starting out um, that, yeah, you, you're on the right track. You're doing kind of the right Definitely. things, which, is, which I then, think is going to be good for anyone. Yeah, seeing people use my design from the plate oh mate it's just yeah it gets me buzzing oh yeah <laughs> well, that's great and so what are your plans for the future what are you thinking of it's always i always want to improve myself mm -hmm. um i think that you know you can't think well i've got a master painter now and i'm i'm great and i don't ever need to improve and you know the industry is constantly changing there's constantly new products um you know with new application techniques so i always i always want to do development every year so i you know i set a little budget um that i put away for doing extra courses so i recently did um you must have seen now that they're all over the market now the full cover gel tips mm -hmm. yeah so i recently did um a course for that um yeah i would like to oh it's so there's so many things i want to do i would also like to do maybe like brow tinting and like brow lamination okay and yeah stuff like that mm -hmm. so at the moment i do lash lifts um and I love doing them. They're really lovely. Um, so maybe something like that. In terms of nails, oh, I don't know. I guess there's always a um, master sculptor to go for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just starting out and I'm just like, I've been doing acrylics yeah. and oh, literally, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's, it's one of those ones, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Um, I'm finding that like the more I practice, the more I'm using the hand and uh, I'm slowly getting there with the the designs. But I feel like it's just, there's so much, it's, there's so much that you can do within yeah. just doing acrylics. 
um I feel like the nail industry overall it's just massive and I think it's such a great industry for you to find your place um and you don't have to do everything I've I've kind of noticed and from speaking to people you don't have to be able to do everything to be a great nail technician um I think sometimes it's one of those things you know the saying um what's the saying again is it like master of none yeah that one yeah yeah yeah. oh my god something something master of none so yeah if you do everything Mm. you're not going to master everything Mm. um so i think i spent about a year just on gel polish and then i moved on to acrylic um and me and acrylic yeah we're not friends um (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. It's yeah. really hard. And I think if I was in like a busy salon environment, I probably would have maybe continued with it. Um, but I got to the stage where I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then I thought I'm going to try hard gel. And like, oh, I love hard gel. Oh. I love it. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my thing. Um, obviously I could still offer acrylics, but I just feel like you're better off to home in on a couple of different systems and, you know, perfect those really. You commented on and saying that it's, everything's ever changing. There's always new things coming out. So, I mean, the nail industry is such a competitive market, I think. How do you stand out? With any business, you've got to find your unique selling point, haven't you? Mm. And for me, it's just that extra touch, that extra personal service to customers, remembering how they take their coffee, remembering what they like to listen to on the radio, and just them little soft touches that is really isn't even a thing to me. It's just kind of normal. Um, but that's something, again, that they don't get going into a busy salon or nail bar yeah at real personal one-to-one mm. service yeah yeah so yeah that that's definitely my ups uh no, usp um, <laughs> <laughs> delivery um yeah so i think you know and i kind of make that clear um like on my little facebook you look you get a little mission bit and on my website I talk to the clients. I've got like, oh, you fed up of sitting in silence for an hour, going into a nail bar, yeah, you know, blah blah blah. So I'm telling them what I am, mm. you know, so they can think, oh, actually, oh, that sounds nice. Or actually, I just want to be in and out and get my manicure done. I ain't got time for chit chat. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, there's someone there for everybody. Everybody has their place, and I. You know, some people go, oh, it's so saturated. Oh, uh, down the road's charging £10 for a gel polish and this and that. You really can't worry about what other people are doing. Mm. Um, you know, you, lots of people, you, you know, there's probably at least five or six shops in my town that people could get similar services cheaper. Yeah. But they choose not to. Mm. And you have to make people aware educate clients on you know paying for good quality products yeah and, and what's the difference in that 
Yeah. Um, and, and your education, you know, because a lot of people in like high street nail bars are just taught by each other. So, yeah. and it's, you know, like Chinese whispers, little bits get lost and changed yeah. along the way. Yeah. So, yeah, they're never, not that they're never going to be as good as you, but, you know, having one-on-one training and keeping that knowledge for yourself and developing it, you, you know, you can't beat that really. Yeah. Looking back, what advice would you give yourself when kind of starting out I would say don't worry about not having clients don't worry about not doing perfect nails um you are good enough and there's a reason you're doing this that's what I would say I mean the fear oh the fear of the first client the first I mean, my first client was my neighbour, but <laughs> I mean, the first stranger. Yeah. Um, oh, the fear. I think I was shaking a little bit. Um, what what um, one of my educators always says to me is, you're the expert in that situation yeah. on what you're doing, mm. not the client. Mm. So you need to fake it until you make it. Um, and it, oh, it's so true for everything in life, you know, sometimes you do have to fake it till you make it all the time but you know it's good people you know people don't know about the nail and to make yourself feel a bit better chuck a few facts in so when you're really nervous and you're doing that first client you know you can say oh did you know this was called your lateral folds and this job of the nail is that you know anything yeah you can just drop in and explain something that they're not going to know then in their eyes you're going to be you know knowledgeable and professional about nails yeah 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 that's actually a really good tip yeah yeah I didn't even think about that actually like when Mm. you get nervous to say yeah yeah because yeah you I mean you are you are the expert yeah because I think before I even started kind of getting more into the nail industry and learning about being a nail technician I would literally just go to the salon sit there get my nail salon and then just leave like I didn't know anything Anything. about the nail or kind of the application nothing so yeah yeah. why why are you using a base coat first yeah you know why you're taking the shine off the nail any any little thing you can think a bit of product chemistry you know, why the liquid and the monomer, you know, the monomer and the powder, what it's doing when it goes together, any little tidbit that you can just think of. And it just, and then it actually makes you feel a little bit relieved. Mm. You can relax a little bit. Um, Cause it is, yeah, it is nerve wracking when you've got strangers in front of you, you know, it, it really, especially like we're in my front room. I'm like, you know, sitting at all and like, you just, it's nerve wracking. Even even now, when I get a new client who I've never met before, it's still a. I mean, it's a smidgen nervy. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Because it's a stranger. Yeah. You know. So and then I've got to spend the next hour to two hours with them, hoping that <laughs> you know we'll have a bit of um, rapport. Yeah. But you you just never know. So you said that your nail. Um 
your educator was really inspirational for you. Yes. Can you give our listeners to other people that you find that are inspirational to you and have been inspirational to you in your nail journey? There's so many. I don't even want to pick one more. Definitely. Um, so like, like I said, my first educator was Gemma Smith. Her mum, Lisa Smith, is just, she's amazing. She's who I did my um, liquid and powder training with. But she's very focused on the business side of things, mm-hmm. which you don't find a lot of within mm-hmm. the industry. Um, and she does a lot of talks of like, you know, how to make things profitable, how to get the most out of your business. And yeah, we can make nails pretty. You master that bit, but running a business is not making nails pretty. Do you know what I mean? It's about costing your services correctly, mm-hmm. you know, knowing how much your products cost, knowing what your cash flow should be. So it's she does a lot of stuff like that. So definitely her. Um oh, so hard just to pick one more. I probably it's gonna sound corny, but probably my friend Angela. Um I've only known her for pretty much I think since lockdown like we've never met face to face um she's a nail tech she's like so much more experienced than me been like been doing it for years um and she what I love about her is that she always strives to be better yeah she's always I mean probably overcritical of her own work but I think we all are and it's hard yeah not to not to be that but she always wants to learn more. Mm. And I love that about her, even though to me, her nails are absolute perfection. Yeah. And I don't see how you could improve, but man, she always strives to be better. And that's one thing I will always do as well, because you can just never rest on your novels. Yeah, you can, you can never think that's it. I'm I'm the best now, and I can't improve at all. Yeah, she she is always improving, always. How did you find her? So, um, I found her. I think I was in, um, oh, I was in. I think I was in. So the distributor I use is called Sweet Squared. Uh, so I think I was in one of the their groups on Facebook, and. I was asking about going into hard gel and she commented and said, Oh, you know, if, if you want to inbox me, you know, I'll tell you this and that and whatever. Um, Cause I've already chosen the brand and she used that brand. So I, yeah, we, we just got chatting during lockdown um, and literally we talk pretty much every day since then we do need to meet up. Um, and it's, it's one of them things where you're like, yeah, we, we do have to meet up at some point and mm. we will, but when it is, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. She's a total babe. I love her. Love her. Oh, great. That, so you mentioned you've got a distributor. Um, do you have a, a network or a place that you go to where you can connect with other nail technicians? Yes. So, Again, this is something that's so important when you're a one-man band 
um, because it can be pretty isolating. So I do feel like you have to go and find your own colleagues um, within. So obviously, initially, it's like through the distributor because then people use the same brands as me. So then you're in like brand groups on Facebook. Um, so I started off with CND. So I was in like a CND professional group, then my Sweet Square group. Um, and then you sort of find other groups and I've been to a few um, events like Salon Services run these two fantastic days called Nail Tech Talk and like brilliant days, really, really good days. So then I met people there and you get talking. I met a girl that one of my educators put me in touch with someone that was not local, local, but fairly local to me. Mm -hmm. um, so you just sort of make your little posse, um, what I call my nail colleagues, and you just, you go to them for support. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you feel as a black woman in the industry from, from what you've experienced so far? I think... For me, I'm still really starting out. Uh, so far, I have found it okay. Um, and I haven't had any any situations where I felt that I was seen as different mm. or less than or dismissed. Mm -hmm. Um so far, I have felt included and seen. Mm. But I feel like there may well be situations where I feel like all of those things, um, yeah. unfortunately. And that is the yeah. world that we are in at the moment. But mm. I feel like things are changing. And I, I hope that things will change where we can live in a world where I don't, it's not even a thing. Like mm. it wouldn't even cross my mind. Um, but it's, how about um, you? It's, yeah, it's, so the two events that I was just saying, the Nail Tech Talk run by Salon Services. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the first one, there weren't that many people there. I think it was maybe 35 of us. Mm -hmm. um, there was me, there was a, another black girl and one Asian girl. And then the second one, which was pre pretty big, probably, excuse me, maybe like 150 delegates. Mm -hmm. um, again, like you can count on your fingers how many people of colour was there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely, and so I think it kind of depends of the, the groups you're in. I see where you're coming from. Um, yeah. I think in particular in the UK. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Where are you? And I think, yeah, I, I, I'm in the UK. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in the UK, the nail industry um, is at the moment heavily white. Yeah. Um, in terms of the models of, of the nails that you see. Um, mm. But I feel like 
it's and I think it's it, it it's similar to you know when you used to go online and you're looking for that dress or that top or those jeans and mm. you would just purchase it but you know you wouldn't see anyone wearing the clothes that look like you yeah. or I wouldn't see yeah. anyone that looked like me trying on those clothes it was it was more someone who was a lot light lighter skin than me um yeah. and at the time um I mean it was just that that is what it is but I feel like now we are in a point of where it's like actually no I don't think that's that's fair it's not a fair reflection of the world that we live in today and I think the nail industry is slowly kind of moving towards making sure and I think the brands um are some of them are are kind of a lot quicker at it than others um and there's others that definitely need to to kind of stop and take a think but um there are some of the bigger brands now that I'm that I do see that are actually kind of pivot and making sure that they are kind of diverse yeah making sure that they are diverse and um I just think also that the the nail technicians those ones that are um kind of solo in a salon or now you've got social media and TikTok I think that it's important for those people that to to also kind of be proud for themselves and think know that you are amazing your work is great keep promoting keep pushing through and I think it just takes just a couple of really fantastic and great individuals to just Mm. push through and show to the world that there are other nail technicians that are in the industry here that are Mm. doing great work and they don't all look like one they don't all look yeah. like this. And there are a lot of people that look like me and you. Um, and I think, and one of the things that I do, I want to do about this podcast is ensure that it's diverse and getting um, all kinds of people from all shapes, sizes, areas all around the world, um, mm. a platform to tell their story and share the great work that they're doing. Um, mm. So hopefully, at least hopefully this show can show to people that there are, there is a place for everybody in this industry and um and it you can do it yeah so natalie you're working one woman band mobile how do you go about you've mentioned about the business side how how does that work how do you kind of price and and stuff like that so again i learned a lot from um one of my educators lisa she's she's all about the business and the money um and I probably didn't start this as early as I should have um I kind of roughly thought oh yeah my cost per service is about this about that now I know it to the penny um I know how many lint-free wipes I'm using per service you know it's it's all down but what I would say is get all that stuff done right at the start Mm -hmm. um because it's hard to understand actually how much you're earning um, until you do have those figures, but exactly how much it costs you to do the service. How much do you want to get paid per hour or per day? Um, And that's how you can know how to price yourself. And don't be scared to price yourself higher than people in your area because everybody's different and you know you know what you will be offering and you need to charge 
accordingly. And it doesn't matter if it takes you two months or 12 months to build up that clientele you want, because when you do, it will be the type of clients you want. Mm. So I don't want the type of clients that, oh, don't really care about their nails. They'll do it when they can afford it. They'll walk in and get a gel polish for £10. And, you know, they don't care about aftercare. They don't care about coming back every two weeks. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you've got to place yourself for the clients that you actually want. Mm. But, get, you know, get your finances in order. I'm so pernickety about it now. Like I have, like I said earlier about the training, um, from every client's money that I get, a portion goes to like my fixed costs and training. Yeah. A portion back into the products. You know what I mean? And then how much I earn. Yeah. And also, don't forget, you know, you've still got, if if you're a self-employed one-man band, you've still got your national insurance to pay as well. Yeah. Um, and a pension. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not working for whatever company you were before, or maybe if you were in a salon and you want to go solo, um, you've got to put all of that into your pricing as well. And, and in a way, sick pay. You yeah. know, you need you need a little cushion as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Nanny, I think that's great advice. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. You're welcome. Um, it's been amazing. Um, and guys, if you really like this show, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs>